4: Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night, live here at Fantastic Fest, and I'm sitting down with Carl and Gill, uh, the team behind The Wave, which uh, all I'm going to tell you guys is I saw the early press screening of it yesterday, and the first thing I felt compelled to do when I left the theater was actually go to my car and meditate for 10 minutes. Uh, it's, right. it's a surreal, weird, trippy movie. That literally makes you want to just take a deep breath and like center yourself and, and kind of let the universe guide you a little bit. So was that always the end goal with this movie was to inspire through like a weird trippy thing or am I just weird? No, I, I mean, man, that's like a, an ideal reaction. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I think, you know, the, the idea we're very much reflecting on the sort of psycho-spiritual elements of. Of psychedelics, predominantly, you know that connection to the to the universe, the oneness, the cosmic consciousness. That Frank very much uh, goes on that path to endure and be enlightened to. And if any of that comes across the audience, then then I'm chuffed to bits. That's great.
0: And, and I think um, from from the writing process as well as like um, I, and as a guy, I was been a parent. I've been in the corporate world. I've done all these different lives, and you know, you you kind of reach this point in life where you kind of have to. Step back and reconsider your values on all of that, um, and that's uh, you know just consider how much time you actually have on this planet, and you know your you know, connection to it, and the, the people around you, and you know, just basically the footprint you leave in the world. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's so if you
4: took that away from the film, that's uh, <laughs> hey, spot on. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. perfect. <laughs> it it really is. Um, you know, there's a. I feel like everyone tries to make references to like what other movie it makes them think of in order to like best explain it and to me it's a almost like a comedic Donnie Darko in a weird way yeah um but what were some of the inspirations that pulled you guys in as a writer and director uh for the storytelling and the visual aspect of it
0: uh, I, After Hours, uh, the the Scorsese oh, film awesome. uh, was a was a big inspiration from from the get go. You know the, the idea of you know taking a protagonist that we don't necessarily like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you like him and you, you you want to support him, but at the same time, you know the 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 idea of locking the audience with someone who reflects them back on themselves and kind of trapping you there with him while he goes through this. Uh,
1: through this punishment, um, I think was, was a big inspiration for me when I was writing it. I'm trying to think. I, I think I just <laughs> desperately deluded myself into thinking I could make something original while not realizing I was plagiarizing heavily from everything I've been raised with. <laughs> but isn't that most of creation oh, at this point? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> running a hundred miles away from trying from plagiarizing and inadvertently you yeah. know, borrowing from everything. But yeah.
4: I think that that's I think the the strongest movies these days are the ones that are like a, a stew of inspiration.
1: I mean, it's inescapable. You know. I mean, you, you, raised loving cinema we're so we're so impacted by such phenomenal works of art that it just lives in your subconscious as well you know you think you're doing something cool and you're like oh no that's I just did a tip of the hat to Fight Club yeah, yeah that's not an <laughs> unknown movie <laughs> it's
4: I mean when there's been a thousand years of cinema yeah. it's pretty hard <laughs> so so uh, I'm someone who has never done a drug in my life, so this was a very surreal experience to watch. Uh, b- but uh, you know, for the listeners at home, it's a very drug fueled film. Um, has this been pulled on any of your own experiences with psychedelics, or just from reading studies about it?
1: No, I mean I, I don't shy away. Though. I've definitely been exposed to psychedelics, and they've had you know in in the same way they're becoming medicinal now like yeah. I've had incredibly profound effects of it and and that sort of that awe that that mind expanding and ultimately beautiful experience of, of temporary enlightenment as it tends to feel that you know we were really really trying to get that across in this movie
0: and I think also you know it, it playing just as the metaphor that it is you know it, it's that thing you're afraid of Uh, And on the other side is an experience that is—it's waiting. (laughs) You have you have to go through that thing you're afraid of in order to get to that, or you can just continue existing. You know, and and this is that's where you find growth. That's where you find you know your your development as a human being. I I believe Uh, on the other side of taking chances, taking risks, uh, uh, diving into those things you're scared of.
1: No, oh, yeah, slowly, slowly getting
0: <laughs> romantic. I yeah, know I'm gonna die. Am I dying? You guys? You yeah. see the lights going
4: down. As well. Nothing yeah. yeah, Nothing like talking about surreal <laughs> drug experiences <laughs> as the lights slowly dim in the room <laughs> well, on is you. In, it's, it's
1: fine. This
0: is a, this is a fine room. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so uh, a little bit of the casting is. Uh, I just think are great choices. Seeing you know Donald Faison playing almost like a a jerky version of what you're used to seeing him play. He's usually that really tight best friend, but this is the tight best friend that's going to get you into some really bad shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then Justin Long's just such a likable person that you know you created a character with him that's challenging because you want to like him because he's Justin Long and he's charming as all hell, but. He's doing some really bad, fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, it, you know, Justin's likability is the spine of the movie. Yeah, know, that like Frank is Frank doesn't do many good things. You know, not to spoil anything, but he he doesn't do much good. No, he learns why he's a piece of shit in <laughs> in many regards, and Justin is so fundamentally human and accessible and likable, and and to me that is like. That is the the soul of our movie. Is this person who you can't help but care about because he's just so goddamn likable.
0: And the, yeah, the, the idea of, you know, with, with Donald, you know, Donald's whole role—he's like, he, a, I mean, he's a force for good. You know, we, we 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 were always weighing out the characters, and we would be like, okay, well, these are the heralds of the universe, and and these people are here to like you know keep you grounded where you don't want to be. And like the heralds of the universe, like the, they're all based in a level of chaos, you know, of, of you stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something you wouldn't normally do. Um, there's a recurring metaphor in the film of the chair uh, that I don't think anybody's got it oh, yeah it's amazing uh, every time uh, Frank is sitting he's sitting in the same chair yeah uh, I was curious <laughs> about that
4: because it yeah. does it's in the I mean I'm trying to like talk about it without spoiling too much but it's in the drug dealer's room it's in the party it's It's in his office this, yeah. it's in his house it's, it, he it's finds in the desert it, yeah. <laughs> yeah he
0: finds that chair everywhere he goes because that's his comfort zone that's where he he's trying to get back to and uh you know you get to the end and there's the big moment where he throws the chair away but um yeah that's just our masturbatory (laughs) (laughs) the
4: the uh, obvious (laughs) metaphor did you uh, all (laughs) notice
1: the chair no (laughs) (laughs)
4: look at the chair (laughs) we put it in the I do appreciate uh for a behind the scenes, Carl's like no one's noticed the chair thing. I'm the first interview today, Carl. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Look, but technically nobody else has mentioned. It. <laughs> uh so I I like what you were saying with Frank a little bit, is that um I think it's it's very reasonable that a lot of the times I feel like it's we try to too We try to give too much credit to like, oh, the bad people know that they're bad. And really, most of us are probably not as good as we actually think we are. So casting someone like Justin Long that you want to like, and like, you know, you're kind of going through that same... It's almost like how in Memento you're having the same disability Mm -hmm. where you don't know what happened Mm -hmm. prior. In this one, you don't know how shitty... Justin Long is until he's realizing how shitty he is along the way yeah I mean it was the the whole movie's
1: meant to be a ride it's 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 our big day we are all Frank like that's the idea is that Frank's not an outright antagonist you know what I mean like he's not walking around doing something mean he's just playing by the rules but the rules are fucked. Yeah, there's the rules a- are set
4: to fail. Yeah,
1: like there are people who need a job working for a health insurance company and they don't want to be, you know, withholding stuff from people all the time. But it's happening every day, and there's good people working for Kaiser Permanente and all these other companies and withholding health insurance from people all day long. And they're not bad guys, they're playing the game by the rules that are being presented to them. Just, the rules are fucked. Yeah. Yeah, they
0: are talking about people who, you know, we live in our little bubbles, and we're like, okay, well, these are my kids, and this is my wife, and this is my house, and this is my family, and the rest of the world can get fucked, and, uh, and, and that's, that's kind of the, 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 the mindset that we fall in, whether we really want to or not, I mean, even, even, even people going so far the other way, trying, I'm trying to give everything I have to everyone, they're, they're still at the same time isolating themselves, you know and you're, you're finding yourselves in these you know uh, bubbles where you're, you're no longer able to, to, to communicate with people outside of it uh, because I mean <laughs> they might as well be speaking another language you know it, it, it's you can't relate and so that that's the idea is about playing with 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 empathy and uh, the importance of that
4: and where can people who are listening see The Wave? Is there a bunch of other film festivals that are on the horizon or is there a website where they can follow what's next for it or social media or anything like that? Uh,
0: absolutely. Uh, the, the Wave film on, um, on Instagram. Instagram. Just at The
1: Wave film.
4: Okay. Um, or is it The Wave movie? I'm It's The Wave film. I'm pretty sure. Okay. We should definitely uh, learn our stuff. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, it's definitely a film. It's not a movie.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Scream Fest. In LA is coming up. Um, so if you're in LA, you'll have a chance to see that coming up in the first um, yeah, October 12th, I think. Somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. First week of October, second week of October.
1: Uh, and um, there's only we ones. know confirmed. The other ones that are still up in the air. And man, these festival organizers are juggling so many films. i will be surprised yeah. if they find out last minute.
4: Yeah. So go follow the Wave Film on Instagram. And as soon as you guys are allowed to announce, People yeah. will know. <laughs> I, I, I think they're looking
1: at a end of January release. Okay. Um, and what what scale of release I think will be determined by by critical reviews and what and, people talk about at festivals. And how many people join Instagram? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, I mean it will it'll be widely available for streaming, you know. This thing was always designed to be I, I always envisioned it, you know, consumed on a Sunday, somebody at home who wants to be entertained and thought provoked. But uh, you know, like some described as pop existentialism you know it's like a, a, a philosophical experience but also pop also
4: fun it's a ride i think that this is going to be one of those films that flourishes on streaming too because it's one of those like you're going to watch it and recommend it to someone else mm-hmm. and i think people are way more willing to stream something that they don't know too much about that someone's recommended than drop the twelve dollars to course, see it Usually at a theater that they're not used to going to because it's a smaller indie film yeah. and you go into the city and find it. Exactly.
1: No, I mean, that was always the intention. Everything down to the aspect ratio we shot it in. You know, I, I always we always knew there was a chance people might watch this on their iPads or on their phones. Yeah. And good. We want to share this story with everybody, not just somebody who's willing to part with an unreasonable amount of money to go see yeah. it. You know?
0: And we were really excited to, to premiere at Fantastic Fest for that reason as well because there's a good chance a tiny movie like ours uh, would get lost in something like that. You know, something big like toronto or uh and you know premiering here we're 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 playing right to our base yeah like and uh you know we're gonna find our audience that way and i think uh yeah it's been it's been kind of surreal it's been wonderful all
4: right well thank you so much for the time
1: time.
3: what's up everybody this is brian here to tell you about our podcast binge town tv Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Binge Town TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
2: You're listening
1: to the Geekscape Network.